Ta-da! I'm back. Welcome back, Ryan. You ready to do uh, another podcast episode with me? No. Episode 501. Boot cut. I'm not ready. Too bad. Now I'm ready. This first episode, this first, hi everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven, this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, and viewing, playing, podcast! Ass, 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 ass. <laughs> I'm glad you're bringing the energy, Steve, because I am Woo! exhausted. Let's do this! Oh yeah, it's podcasting time! Yeah! This first ad was sent by David Santander. About this listing, this is a parts caster I picked up in a store that never got finished. Consists of a mim tally neck. Mystery. Ooh, mystery body. Mystery body. Mystery. Get the guitar boys in the garage. Keep this energy up. Pretty cool paint job. Sold as by the end of the this last ad is sent to you by That's how David I feel right Sand now, Sander. man. Let's get through it. Let's Pretty do cool it. paint job. Sold as is with gig bag. Show me that. Show me that price, baby. $169. And it sold. Nice. <laughs> nice price. This was sold by David's Cool Gear. It's got a fork sticker on the back. Am I too? Woo. I just think it looks weird that you point the microphone at the center of your eyes. <laughs> you know where your mouths are. You know where the sound comes out of your face, right? There we go. There you go. That's better. <laughs> oh, this is it's puff paint. It's com- it's oh. co- it's covered in puff paint. Which is think? like I don't think we've seen that yet. Of all the weird painted guitars we've seen on this show, I don't think I've seen puff paint yet, which is amazing because like I was starting to have some nostalgia screen grabbing this ad like Puff paint kind of dominated craft time when I was a child in the eighties and the nineties, like puff Mm -hmm, paint was mm -hmm. king and you just don't see it around anymore. Okay. First, a concern. I want to get the bad news out of the way. Okay. Hit me with the bad news. I don't know how this paint on the neck is going to hold up. It's not. And that's a good thing. You want it to wear away. You want that gone. Forks underscore band it's got a band sticker on it i'm kind of interested in fork forks band you're interested in the band forks they say it's a mim uh telecaster neck but the body is a mystery body is it fair to assume that it could be a mexican telecaster body as well it doesn't look like it's mismatched to the neck like yeah, I don't see why not. The hardware looks decent. I can, I cannot peg a uh, a MIM body just from these photos, but it it could be Fender. It could be just like a Squire body. It looks like a decent Telecaster body. I'll say yeah, it that. looks fine. Like I, there's no reason to suspect that it's anything other than the body it's that came some, with the neck. It's got some finish cracking going on in the back. Yeah, it's seen some abuse. That's interesting. Forks is an indie jam band based in Baltimore, Maryland, and D.C. Next show is March 29th at Electric Maid. This the March 9th next year? They're worked out way in advance. Or maybe March 9th. 
That's what I wanted to see. There's the guitar they got in it. action. There it is. April 6, 2018. They were playing in a climbing gym? Yeah. That's a cool gig. Uh, so this is, this was probably sold to this shop or whatever, uh, which is it? I picked up at a store. It probably ended up in the store. Um, I wonder like being sold by this band. I mean, this, this, this guitar has been gigged and it looks like the paint is held up. I wonder how long puff paint would hold up underneath the stress of regular playing. Like, is that going to get gross and weird? Is like skin grease and stuff like going to get built up in the space in between? There's, there's several, Thank you for fo- including audio. Steve. It's just running audio. Sorry. I know. I know. You know, you can turn down. There you go. Uh, there's, there's several photos of this guitar. It looks like it may have had more puff paint on it at one. Oh, maybe not. This is, I don't know. This seems really cool to me. It sold for a great price. This is cooler than it should be. $169 uh, plus $75 shipping. So that's kind of rough. But otherwise, I mean. You're potentially getting a Mexican Telecaster for under 200 bucks. $245 after shipping. I, I mean, yeah, I think this is... Uh, and the, all this puff paint, you, if you don't want it, you can scrape it away, right? Yeah. I think of all the paints, that will be the easiest to scrape away. Not not easy, but the easiest. I do wish there was a, a, a picture of the back of the neck because I would like to know what year this is. Just from the zoom in on the headstock, I think this is a after 2009 model. Hmm. Uh, but it's kind of hard to say. No, you know what? This is a squire. You're probably I think right. this is a squire neck. So this might be one of those deluxe. This might this whole thing might be squire. But then they said, why do they think it's MIM then? I don't know. I say it's I say it's squire because there's no plastic um around the, the, the truss hole. Around the truss hole. Yeah. No plastic, no trust. I don't trust it if there's no plastic there. No, you're probably right. It probably is a squire. But look at that bridge pickup. I bet that's an aftermarket bridge pickup. So I'm put a good the pickup hard, in The this. hardware looks good. Like it looks like decent quality something. They put strap locks on it in, at some point. Yeah. So you know it, it's been gigged. Well, we know it's been gigged because we saw the picture. Also, it's been it's got all sorts of cracks through the bodies and stuff. I don't, if it's squire, then it's not as great of a, a deal as I thought it was. But still, it looks cool. Someone got it. Yeah, I don't hate it. I, this, I feel like I feel like I would be irritated by the puff paint, like feeling it against my skin in that area. But I don't hate the art actually. And depending, uh, well, the seventy-five dollars shipping was probably fixed. I don't think that's calculated because I know David Ballpark. He lives in an area where I think shipping can be a little tricky. Mm. But I think that $75 is a fixed shipping rate. So, I mean, maybe someone bought it local and just picked it up. Yeah. If you could get this for $170. Yeah, that's a great price. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Yeah, you guys disagree with us. You think this is lame and dumb? Tell us in the comments section. Us but the, I don't know. Okay, what I was going to say. I, maybe I just feel like getting the episode over with because I'm so tired. What I was going to say is this guitar reminds me of that desert guitar that mm. we did with, uh, with Phil, Phil at yeah. Gear Fest, where like it's just got that it's got that 
for me. He's I know, got a vibe. I remember, I don't think you were necessarily a fan of that guitar, that guitar's art, but for me, this guitar and that guitar have kind of that a similar vibe to it mm-hmm. that just resonates somewhere. It's below, resonating somewhere. Yeah, all right. Below my, my heart, deep in my soul. Somewhere below your heart, deep in your soul. Is it above or below the waist? My heart's here. Yeah. My soul is like here. Your soul's down there on your diaphragm. Is that my di- That's still like above the rib cage. Is it? I don't know where yeah, your rib cage yeah. starts and ends, Steve. My rib, my rib cage, cage starts, ends right here. My rib cage starts here and it ends about right there. The edge of it, yeah. There's definitely a bone right like here. There's there's my rib cage right there. I think this on the is sides. I think this is diaphragm. This is bone. That's the that's like, this is this that's is my sternum. Exhilarating for the audio, folks. Oh, I you know what? I tried to squeeze this into the premiere a couple weeks ago. Um, if you want one way that you can help us out is go listen to this podcast on Spotify and just mute it. Just played a bunch of times. Just played a bunch of times. So that Steve's ads that he made custom for the audio get get, get some playtime, and we we make pennies upon pennies upon pennies. We're actually pulling in like forty bucks here and there. Like it's actually yeah. kind of impressive. It's like a fourteen dollar. I think it's four. The rates are fourteen and eleven. Help us mil. get Spotify's money. Yeah, by cheating the system and just letting the episodes play over and over again. Or you know, don't whatever. Or don't. Yeah, you probably have a way to listen to our podcast. Actually, to out if we're asking people to cheat. Uh, for us. The a better way to support this program is to head on over to Patreon. Oh, com. We're doing that already. Do you got more to say about this? No, ad? I don't. Well, I'm, I'm glad it's sold. I'm, I'm, uh, I hope someone's happy with it. Head on over to patreoncom slash humcast where for as little as a dollar, or as much as say five or ten or whatever dollar amount you decide that you want to pledge monthly, or you can do an annual pledge. Um, you know, you can do it that way. Well, I think you, for, you can only do the tiers annually, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but go, go check that out. And that's a way to support the show. You can get it all done at one time and just pay a, pay a lump sum once a year, or you could pledge once a month. If you want to, you could, you could, you could pledge this money for one month and then cancel it right away. And be like, I'm never doing it again. I yeah. learned my lesson. Nam is coming. Do whatever you want. Do, is- never, never support us. It's fine. Nam is coming up, so of course that Patreon fund is going to be uh, put to use to. I feel like we should stop cover talking our about room Nam. and board. Well, I'm talking about things that the Patreon spends. <laughs> I know, I know. We're going to. It's we're, a trip that we're taking in a few months, and we're going to have to I know. cover it. We're going to have to spend money on Nam. This that's yeah, true. That's all I'm yeah. saying. It takes money to to travel an hour and a half away not, from here and have a hotel and pay for food and stuff like yeah. that. It, it, Anaheim is expensive. I hate having to go to Anaheim. It's so expensive. That's it. Just eat and live. That's man. all I got. Yeah. Go ahead, go do that. Uh, also, go check out Chase Bliss pedals at chasebliss.com. Uh, I believe they still make the Warped Vinyl Hi-Fi. It's a good one. You want a chorus? It's a chorus. Yeah, unlike their other pedals, which are accidental choruses, this is a designed this, this to be a chorus. This is intended chorus. to be chorus. Um, this is one of the older Digital Brain Analog Heart pedals, mm-hmm. uh, and you should go get one. It's a great course, and it does things no other course battle does. Chasebliss.com. You go You go over there. Go over there. Get on their mailing list. Follow them on social media. Tell them that we sent you. Ryan, you want to do this next ad? I do, Steve. It's all I've been thinking about. All right, this next ad is called We Red Bass, and it was sent by David Sanders. Okay, all right. I, I spelled it wrong. 
This unique 34-inch scale bass guitar is hand-built. The neck is maple on maple, finished with a vintage yellow lacquer. The bridge spacing is fairly narrow in odor to allow the strings to line up properly with the pickups. This is something that is often overlooked by manufacturers, which results in poor sound consistencies. Due to the neck being a standard Fender style, this also allows the player to achieve better string bending results on the outer strings. A slimmer neck would normally lead to these strings accidentally falling off the et. What? Come on. Uh, the lacquered fretboard also eases string bending techniques. The body is made from solid sapele, which has been coated in Danish oil in order to give the wood a smooth sheen. However, on close inspection, you may find one or two slight perfections. Imperfections, the body depth is four centimeters. The three passive pickups feature two Hoffner-style chrome-covered humbuckers and one Gretsch-style black humbucker. The controls are simple independent volume dials. However, many different pickup sounds combinations can be achieved from this one bass. A YouTube demo has been made of the actual bass for sale to give you an idea of what it plays and sounds like. Although a little heavy, I find the playability on the bass to be pretty easy. Slim body design and contoured edges make it nice and comfortable to hold, and the intonation is spot on. Bass is not supplied with case, but will be well packaged for safe transportation. Gotta package it. There's no bass case with this bass? Well, wow. uh, some notes for international buyers. Let's see. What do I think about Maybe he this supplies bass? a bass case on a case-to-case basis. This bass has a signature on it. Martin Scott, it looks like, is the branding that's placed on here. Um, Steve. Where's the price? I I think this bass Three, would... $384. It's not a bad price. It's in the UK, so that shipping's going to be pretty high. But yeah. Sure, sure. And Martin Scott Instruments SB Bass, 2017. I feel like for all of... So this, this kind of goes back to like, this goes back to uh, a you know conversation that uh, were, I don't know if you were there for it, but at least I was there for it. Maybe we were both there for it. Who was the there? Conversation I had with Doug Cower at least. Okay. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Six, seven years ago at this point, eight years ago, maybe. <laughs> How uh, long is this story going to be? Where the price for all of the work that's described is going into this base it started at $830. It's now $384. Right. And I feel like for as much effort and uh, thought that went into it, this should have been like a two. I was expecting it to be $2,000. They spent more than $380 uh, in time writing the ad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks cool. I actually, I could see this hanging on you, Steve. I could see you playing this bass. What do you I'd think? I'd have to learn how to play bass before I could play a bass. Come on. Good, You've I been think. playing bass. You've been playing bass forever. I feel like this is like a funky fusion bass. Nah, dude. You could you could be fine. This isn't a punk rock bass. No, you could punk it up. Here's what I want, Steve. What you, do you want? I want I want this bass hanging off your neck. I want that Telecaster from the beginning of the show hanging off my neck, and we start a psychedelic jam band. Well, and we do uh, like both, both instruments are under 500 bucks. We're starting to budget psychedelic jam band. They are not shipping to the United States. Unfortunately. I know it's theoretical, Steve. It's a hypothetical. And that other one, that other guitar sold. I know. I know. 
just saying. Do they say what the, the is the next the next not a fender is just a fender style, right? Right, right. It's probably a part snack. The strings are fairly narrow on that neck, aren't they? No, they're saying it's not. You're saying it's narrow compared to the width of the neck. Yeah, yeah. Like the neck is meant for a wider pickup. I know they were they were matching the string width to those pickups. Right, but I I'd have to see like a base in front of me. Mm. So I think so. This is what I think. It, this is is what's going on. Is I think this is like a P base spaced neck. Um, but it's like wanting jazz space spacing off the pickups, if that makes sense. But yeah, I don't, the whole, like, that's why, like, I kind of, I kind of like rolled, well, what, first of all, I rolled like my eyes pretty bad when they said, uh, let's go back. I think it was something like this, like, Ugh. yeah, that's how, at least that's how I felt to my story. recreation because here's the whole, here's the whole thing, right? Like it says like, Oh, uh, I I put the strings basically here. If you can see at home, like I put the strings here, like inside. It's like, in this, or like there's extra space so you can bend the strings. Which I guess, like, if you're just on the dot, like, and you're wanting, he's to, talking about bending that that G, so you can bend the yeah. G down. Oh, let me show you this thing. Yeah, you push up. Also, do bassist spend a ton of time bending strings i do vibrato but i don't really like i don't necessarily like do hard bends the only time i do hard bends is when i miss the note like if i pull up short and i'm like oh shoot and i gotta like then i'll do like a half step bend but that's it yeah so the the, the strings on this are closer to the edge of the fretboard than on a on this base that we're looking at here so um it seems weird. It seems like that might make it like you'd have to adapt your playing a little maybe for it. Um, uh, to me, it looks like a funky homemade bass that was done well. No, it, it's just, well, like I said, like that's just like a kind of an odd call out to be like, yeah, totally. I used a fender, a fender style neck. And All they like needed to say is that they matched the string spacing to the pickups. Yeah. Like you, that's all they needed to say. I think they, I think really it almost reads like, they cut a neck pocket before they fit it, before they got like a neck mm. before they looked at this dimension. And they're like, how do I make it sound like I chose this neck on purpose <laughs> when instead what actually happened is they cut a P base heel and then they realized that they needed to cut a J base heel. I assume they're different. I'm know- feeling really uh, gracious today. I'm liking everything that I look at. Like I, th- I think this looks cool. The price is like more than reasonable. The price, the price is what makes this more tolerable. But like I said, if they were asking two grand, then I'd be looking at it with a magnifying glass. Like, well, let's see. Yeah, let's see. Let's find the fine details for under four hundred bucks. It's fun. it's a fun looking base. I mean, this little control cavity cover deal here looks like Rubbermaid. Yeah, it looks home done. So that's. I mean, that's that's how I. And would. there's there's certain there's certain curves and elements to the cut of the body that I was like, ah, that's not that's not, not the quite best. Right. But it's it's fun. It looks like a totally playable base to me. I don't hate it. I'm. I don't know if I would buy it, but I'm not a bassist. So, what would you buy it, Steve? If you saw this, if this is at a garage sale, and you saw a tag on it for three hundred bucks. Would you haggle? Uh, 
I think I'd want to know what's up with it. Would you be yeah, like, you have I'll, some questions. I'll give you $200 and throw in the toaster oven and see what they come mm, back with. Maybe, maybe 200, 200 at a garage sale. Uh, I think I might be like you Venmo. No, to- I'm the, I'm the person running the garage sale. No toaster oven, 275. Ugh, 275. That's more than I paid for my Squire jazz bass, man. I'll throw in, uh, I'll throw in, uh, hold on, you, hold on. You uh, got, this dehumidifier, but we're missing a part. You got, you got any vinyl? Well, I got vinyl siding. You don't, you got any vinyl records? Uh, yeah, yeah. Plenty right over yeah, here. Let we, me, we got, let me, let me pick it. We got Streisand. Hold we on. got, uh, two, two, Herb Albert. 275 and 10 vi- uh, for the bass and 10 vinyl. Well, I get to pick the vinyl. I like this game. All right, just make sure there's some guitar vinyl in there. Guitar vinyl. Okay, you got it. You no got bar, it. no babs. No babs. <laughs> no babs. All right, we're keeping barbs. We're gonna keep her. <laughs> I went. Um, I went. Uh, I like that. We should revisit that bit. I went searching for vinyl. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to buy you some garage sale vinyl for your birthday. Oh, Steve! And of course, it didn't happen. Uh, because none, I went to like five different garage sales, six different garage sales. Wow, you really put effort and, into this. Um, and the only garage sale I went to that had vinyl had like these weird thick vinyls that I don't like these weird thick records. I think they might have been uh, like 12 inch records. Uh huh. So what is that? Like, as they might have been like, is that like a 78? Or they still play at the standard whatever thirty three. I don't actually know. I or just put I the, just put the things on the thing and I maybe put they the were. needle on there and I play it. So I I don't know the what they were, but but not not only were they like oddly thick, uh, and small, like smaller than standard like a standard album, but they were all like the Boston Pops or like oh interesting the London Philharmonic right like they were opera records right. Is high class stuff, and so they wanted like, and they were like a collection. It was like six records in a box. They wanted like thirty dollars for. Them. I was like, no, Ryan's not worth that much. I'm not actually well because I'm really not. More, more so like I I was looking for like specific we you know like, like yeah the kind of, I know what kind of vinyl you you own. I know what kind of vinyl you buy when you go to like Kobe's and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get so that. I, was I get the weird for, stuff. I, I get looking, like like. Bach on on theremin. Yeah, I was looking for like, like I was looking for you know good guitar rock hits of the seventies compilation, and I was really bummed because what got me on this idea is when I first moved up to Menifee, I went to one of these garage sales that had tons of vinyl. That was the only one, and, and apparently that was the only one. They had freaking like, uh, like early 60s like roy clark stuff Ooh. all for also still for like two bucks three bucks whatever and i kind of just took a pass on it at the time but now i'm just like oh i should have bought all of those weird old country records yeah like none of them were like the like the the name stuff it was you know these like nashville sound presents roy clark like kind of stuff so i was like it's a, it's the cheesy records. It's not like right, the right, classics. Totally. Yeah, it's not Marty Robbins Gunfighter. It's Marty Robbins does New York City, right? Kind of stuff. So anyway, it's I like Teen Dance of, Party compilation. Yeah, Teen Dance Party Marty Robbins. <laughs> Someone really loved Marty Robbins, apparently. 
Um, and then somebody, this lady goes like, Oh, is any of this like country music? And I pulled that one out. I was like, you should, you should buy this. Lady. Yeah. If like you're looking, a lady, if you're looking for like an old country album, this is like country sixties country, but it's like the whole thing. Like I said, I think it was Roy Clark and they were all wearing suits. So it wasn't like an, it wasn't like a, or maybe, no, you know, I keep saying Roy Clark, it was Buck Owens. Oh man. But it was like Buck Owens in a suit. It was weird. Yeah. So I think it was like early Buck Owens. It wasn't Hee Haw Buck Owens. Anyway. Cool story, bro. How do we get on that topic? I have no idea. Vinyl. I'm like deliriously tired right I'm now. I'm so confused. What just happened? I don't know. Are we Your still bass. talking about that? Bass? Oh, we're talking about vinyl. We're talking about uh, that you got to throw in ten vinyl with this base for oh. two for two seventy five. Woo! Glad I figured that one out. This is irresponsible podcasting. I'm so tired. Why? Oh yeah, you said you didn't sleep last night. I haven't slept good for the past couple nights. I'm going to hopefully start sleeping real good. Guess what? What's next is what's new. I'm hopefully, oh, yeah. I'm hopefully going to start sleeping real good because by the time this episode airs, uh, I should be like, oh, like 10 days into using a CPAP machine. Snore no more, huh? Uh, so it's going to replace that snoring that I do with the all night whir of a air pump. <laughs> well, it's funny uh yeah so so yeah, what's we'll, your we'll wife think about this well stoked? i was she was i was like well turns out i got it i got it and i'm gonna get the machine and she's like oh you're gonna have a machine in here like to sleep i was like well it's just gonna be like white noise yeah and she's like she already has trouble sleeping like she's kind of a bit of an insomniac and then the snoring like wakes and she's a light sleeper so the snoring wakes how her did up. she sleep with your snoring i don't know no, she didn't. That's the problem. Maybe she's not a light sleeper. Maybe she just doesn't sleep well when someone's like scream snoring next to her. I'm not scream snoring. <laughs> my lungs stay in my body. Um, but uh, so now, you know, this, we're going to have to get used to this. Have you ever machine. heard a recording of you snoring? Yeah. She's filmed me snoring. Oh. So I, she can, she's like, she's like, here, I want you to hear what it sounds like when you snore and then all of a sudden you stop breathing for like 15 seconds and then you start snoring again. I heard you snore. I slept in the same I was like, room oh, as you. Fascinating. Fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So apparently I, uh, I stop breathing or I drop into a state of low intensity breathing 41 times an hour. Wow. So that's like once every minute and a half, basically. Sounds like you're going to hook up to the machine. It's going to fix you. You're going to be all so better. We'll see. Hopefully. Get that tube on your face. I mean, if I got all this energy right now. Yeah. Imagine when like you're crap? well rested. Dude. You're going to be a beast. I'm going to be a monster again. It's what I've been missing for the last two or three years. I'm going to be back. I'm going to sleep like five hours. I'm Hyper gonna sleep. Be fully restored. I'm going to wake up at six in the morning. I'm going to run 30 miles and then I'm going to walk. From Menifee to San Diego. You're going to run to work. I'm going to have. You're going to run, run to work. I'm going to run 65 miles to work. Yeah. I'm going to sit in the office for four hours and I'm going to turn around. Because in four hours, I'll have so much energy. I can do eight hours of work. Yeah, totally. In four hours. Totally. And then I'll run home. Yeah. Good plan, everybody. Anyway, that's what I got new. What do you got new, Ryan? I don't know if I have anything else new. You said you had something new. Well, as of recording this 
podcast episode. I'm very excited to be receiving uh, my Fender Ventera 2 Base 6. But by the time this airs, it'll already be here, and I maybe have even published a video about it already. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've been excited for this Base 6 to show up, and I just got the shipping information for today. So, yeah, I'm going to have it here in a couple days. I've been wanting to have a Base 6 forever. They had it in the Ventera line, and I asked for it, and Fender was like, okay, here you go. I didn't get to pick the color. I, I kind of want, I didn't really want either of the colors. I'll say that. It's metallic red or it's uh, Lake Placid Blue. And I already have a bunch of red offset fenders. <laughs> I've got the Jaguar and I've got a red Jazzmaster. The Jazzmaster, yeah. And the red one would have matched my Jaguar, which could have been interesting. I just, I'm not a big lover of Lake Placid Blue, but that's what I'm getting. That's what's on the invoice. You know, like uh, part of the, the downside of being a demo guy is you don't always get to f- pick the finish. Like, finish well, just like, we're going to send what we send. You know, you get that. If you don't like it, uh, I'll trade you my Lake Placid Blue Jazz Bass <laughs> for that one. I think I'm going to like it more than a bass because mm. it's mm-hmm. a bass six. That's true. There's two more than a base. It's a base plus two. I was thinking if I really fall in love with it, there's two ideas in my head. Hit me. And this is before I've even received it. So I might totally disagree with these ideas by the time it gets here. Remember that uh, you probably don't. The, the Jaguar the guy had uh, when we used to play at Clam of God that was like stripped to bare wood and it didn't have a pick card. You're right. I don't. What if I stripped it down and rat rotted it? Ooh. Rat Rod Base 6, if I really love the thing, why not? Why not get weird with it? Strip off the paint, go down to bare wood. I mean, that's at least a video series. Take the pick art off, because the, the pickups are just, they're screwed into the body. Put a humbucker in the bridge. Get weird with it. Get crazy. The other thought was take it over to Marty Bell and get it refinished just Ooh. like the Jagstang. Not the same finish as the Jagstang, but get a crazy hyper sparkle thing going on. Right. Get a I fancy like, refin on I it. I like that idea. Most people are going to like that idea, I think. Uh, but I do see the value in like the stripping and doing all of that because you can film when you're stripping. You can put it on on uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, you put it on OnlyFans. Yeah, uh, you can film the you know painting. You can film. You can just you know B roll all that stuff. What if I did set up an OnlyFans and it was just like me stripping guitars? <laughs> I mean, conceptually. Um, like OnlyFans is supposed to be for that kind of content, also. Right. I with us not die. We know <laughs> it just didn't happen because right. all those people, all the people who are supposed to be there, do they just stayed on Patreon? Right. It's like how how GoFundMe isn't supposed to be medical insurance, right? But it is, right? You know, it's a site where you know. People go on there and they ask for money so they can either live or die and they either get it or they don't, which mm-hmm. is a very dark reality of the world that we live in. Your, uh, I'll say um, before, just to, I'm, this is veering political. I would Here like, we go. I would like to not. We're, we're going to get like an iTunes review. I again. would like to not veer too political. However, uh, Mrs. Hum made mm. a Facebook post the other day where she said that uh, some millennials are looking at their retirement plan and considering um, uh, considering uh, uh, I forget what the phrasing she did it 
I'm basically un, like intentional unaliving. Sure. End of end of life insurance or whatever. Um, and I know that there's pros and cons, but that's still something that like she's all like, oh, there are millennials going who, with this. Who, there's dark, millennials dark topic. who are like joking about it. I'm like, I'm not joking about it when I talk. Maybe other maybe other millennials are joking about it, but. I don't know, it depends on how dark the future gets. Like if it's if it's me versus zombies on the wasteland, like I'm not going to let them turn me. So, I mean, this is more on like the like I know. Like, do you, do you, you saddle your family with whatever you had in your retirement account, or do you burn your entire retirement account and then also saddle your family with like four million dollars in medical bills that your insurance may or may not cover? Right. That's so. you know, this real deal stuff. Like back to the guitar thing. <sighs> Jeez, Steve. I just want to say, I meant, to, dark. I meant to say this last week. <laughs> this is the tone mask. Two weeks ago. This is or two weeks ago on episode 499. Steve's got a the, controversial hot take just, about the tone mask. This just Pro. came out, right? Like a month fairly, ago. A month ago now. And there's been a lot of conversation about, is this thing going to be robust enough to make it in the real world and people saying that the I heard on the internet that the top is made out of plastic. That sure don't sound like no freaking plastic to me. I think it's metal all around all the way it's around. It's cold as hell and it's hot in this room. It's gotta be like 80 degrees in this room. And this thing, I could like this is colder than my freaking pillow. I could take and a he's nap got one on of those this. Cold pillows. I got one of those cold memory foam pillows and this the this type of this top is like, this is some uptown funk. It's ice cold. I had one of those early memory foam pillows where like it when just overheat. No, in the winter when it get cold, it would turn hard as rock. Oh, okay. And you'd have to warm it up to get it. Soft. I mean, like, is the screen? Is it? I would assume it's glass. It's glass so I think it's glass. It might be, peop- might be a plastic screen. When people say this isn't going to hold up over time, like I no, don't it know. feels like a really robust. Uh, unit to me. I've thrown this off of three buildings already. That's not true. <laughs> That's a lie. Someone like when these things launched, let's not, let's make this the topic. Like people complaining about the tone master when it launched before any of these people had, had their hands on it. All they're doing is watching YouTube videos on their phones while they sit on the toilet and they're making these. Oh, even before the YouTube videos came out, because it was just sweeping judgments against it. It's a modeler. It's a it's a modeling floorboard. It's I, I I'm going to tell you right now, honestly, honestly from from me, from my heart, and from my mind. It's fine. It's not. It's 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 not changing the world. I'm not gonna ever gonna say like this is so much better than anything else. It's Fender's modeler. It sounds good. I like the functionality of it. It's not like there's people out there who are who act when this came out who acted like, oh, it's awful. Here's all the things that are awful. How dare they? Why would they even try? And like coming up with all these criticisms with without ever having held right. it, without ever like making their own preset in a store or something like that to see what it can actually sound like. It's one of those devices. This is a type of class of device where the way it sounds has a lot to do with the skill of the person using it. Sure. So if you watched videos and you didn't like the sound, it's because the person using it didn't know how to make sounds that you like. You all these different products, whether it be a helix or you know, a fractal or whatever. 
it comes down to you making the sounds that you want because you can build pretty much any sound you want in these things. Yeah. I, I mean, I have an HX stomp, right? Yeah. All, I hate every preset. Oh, the presets are always like, awful on everything. Weird. Yeah. So some, I think there are some potentially, some things that I think are valid criticisms. Okay. Um, maybe function, I'll start with this. Functionality compared to the Helix, the Helix has a uh, expression pedal built into it. This doesn't. If you need, if you want an expression pedal built in, that's a valid criticism. I, I, I think potentially, and we will see. So this is, I'll put this in the, if you had a pro and cons list, this would be like in the middle is, uh, is unit power. Um, Fender claims that this is like a best in class processor, whatever the hell that means. I have no idea. Uh, of, uh, I don't have any way of judging that. Right. You know, so. But but what we know is that the Helix originally came out like six or seven years ago, I think. Right. Um, so presumably this potentially could have like better hardware inside of it. You would hope so, right? By now, I built a, a pretty involved patch with this, and I didn't hit the limit. Where I in my HX Stomp, I can hit the limit pretty quick. But the Stomp's six hundred bucks. Right. Right. So, I, I think it's six ninety nine. Yeah. So so that's that's like I would say that's in the middle. Um, a con, and I, I do agree that um, Fender probably should have gotten ahead of this, um, is I think the number, well, so I've seen, heard it both ways because I've heard like, oh, there's only 100 amps, something like that. Like there's right, only right. 100 amps or there's only 100 amps and effects combined, and that's actually a small number compared to most other modelers. Um, but I also heard there's like 6,000 IRs. I haven't gotten into the IRs yet. There's an IR loader. Uh, I haven't. I don't do any of that, so I haven't. I haven't looked at right. it. People who are big into IRs can can figure um, that stuff out. I'm a little mixed on the criticism. No, I think it's a legitimate criticism. I think it's a. This is a legit oversight. But I also like to joke about it. Is that there's no. The, I, Somebody said to me, like, like I can't believe they didn't put any bass amps. And I said, I hold on. I looked at the manual. I looked at the amp list. I said, what the hell are you talking about? The very first amp on the list is a, a 59 bass man. It's a bass man. <laughs> it's like a bass in the name. You know, the, the classic bass the amp classic that was designed bass for amp. bass, but then guitarists adopted um, it. No basses ever used Now, to. of course, people have said like, well, the studio, the two studio preamps are sure. perfect for bass. But of course, like everyone's looking for uh, amp so was, clones or whatever. That was my criticism in my initial demo, demo video is that it's missing bass amps. It should have a full acoustic suite of various different things yeah, for acoustics. Yeah. It should have a full vocal suite because you can plug a microphone into it. Um, yeah, so, like things, so, things like that uh, like are no-brainers. I think, those I, are, I think those are no-brainer oversights. You have a whole video dedicated to this, so... Sure, sure, sure. So please let me talk. Ryan. Okay, all right. It's your turn, Steve. <laughs> it's your turn to talk about the thing that you've never actually I've never, used. I've never actually used. I have not watched a video on it either. <laughs> um, but but I've been thinking a lot about the lo the logistics of the launch. Sure, um, sure. And I I think those, the bass amps, the, vo the vocal effects, that kind of stuff, are those are oversights. And I think that leads into another very significant. I have a strong, strong suspicion. All that stuff is going to be updates. Like they, but I think that's part of the concern too, is that vendors, they don't have a great track record, track record yeah. with digital products. Uh, somebody pointed out that they bought a super champ XD back in the day. 
because they were on the understanding that it was going to be getting upgrades every few months or every year or so or whatever. And they basically, I think, got like one yeah. upgrade and they were done with it. All the fenders, pedal lines, I guess the hammer tone's been around for a couple years maybe now. But um, the other pedals, the ones that kind of look Strymony, right? Are, do they still make those? I don't. I don't know. No, they I don't heard, really get talked about a lot. I heard that they didn't do great. So and so that's a tough thing. Is for the people, people it, are concerned that if the Tone Master Pro doesn't do well, that Fender will abandon it, and then the issue becomes then that people who would be interested get don't want to buy a brick. Right, totally. So they're like, it's totally oh. fair. There's totally fair criticism. Like, like, I I have this because I'm a, a a demo channel, and they sent it to me. Yeah. Like I I before having a demo channel, I was a cheap ass. Like I I I I bought cheap <laughs> stuff all the time. I wouldn't have been the target market for this. I would have drooled over it, especially when hearing that reverb drip in a demo. If anyone mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm out there managed to get around to making a video that featured the reverb drip. <laughs> I would have drooled over that. Um, but I can't see myself being the target market in reality right. for this. I, I never would have plopped down the money for this sort of thing, but I can appreciate it for what it is. And uh, comparing it to other things on the market that I've tried, like I think it holds up just fine, but yeah, the criticism that, uh, it needs to have more and it needs to have, have a proven track record of updates. I think we're not going to see this come into uh, maturity as a well-accepted platform until we see like two, three years of solid updates. Yeah, like if we see If we see a lot of catching up and meeting the market where the demands are, as far as upgrades are over the next two to three years, I don't see any reason why this wouldn't be a normal platform that you see people using all the time. Like it's, it's, it's got all the functionality. It's got the audio quality of other stuff that I've used. It surpasses the audio, audio quality of other things that I've used. Like I think it's a really solid system, but yeah, the, the update criticism is fully valid. I want to point out something that I do like about it. And I didn't mention in the video Look at that right there. Just plug an IEC right in there. So many other things use an external brick or like a wall wart or something like that. No, it uses the same cable that you use for amps or for pedal boards or for all sorts of other things. Like I didn't, I didn't touch on that in the demo. And uh, it's just a small detail. I'm actually really thankful for. I mean, the Helix has that too. Does it? Yeah. The HX Stomp uses an external brick and it's annoying. Um, I took my, for the HX stomp. I bought the two adapters needed to turn a uh, a godlike power all. I think basically one of those like two amp right wall warts. Like uh, what's the what's the true tone one called? One spot. The one spot. Yeah. To turn that into a power supply because the little laptop thing that comes with the Helix stomp is it's too short. Yeah. And it's big and bulky. I've actually not had trouble coffee. running it off of just a, a, a normal power supply. You just have to get the uh, adapter barrel. Do you use the Y with the adapter? No, you don't need a Y. Oh, you just run it straight off of like a... Yeah, it doesn't need the Y. Do you have like a... What power? One of these guys? Uh, I don't know if I've ever run off of one of those, but I, there's there's no reason a one spot wouldn't power it up. One spot... But that's what I'm saying. That's what I use is one spot. Juice. But then you use the Y connector? No, I use the... Um, I don't have a straight line six barrel. Oh, okay. Um, well, so the line six barrel adapter, it just powers off of your uh, line six barrel adapter for you. 
Yeah. Interesting. I, can, I run the HX Stomp off a USB battery. Oh. It doesn't take as much power as it's it's listed as, as needing. Because what I'm using is, I'm actually using two connectors. This is way off subject. I'm using a uh, polarity reverse connector and then the line six connector. Right. Because the line six connector has polarity reverse built into it. And what I had read is that the HX stomp is normal polarity, but the line six adapter is flip polarity. So you have to flip the polarity and then flip it back. <laughs> you have to flip it and then flip it back. Yeah, but maybe you have a different connector than I have. So I don't know, man. I've used a couple different connectors. Everything just works fine. It's it's the the HX stomp, like honest, like I'm holding this and you know. Fender paid me recently to do a demo. Line 6 has also paid me to do demos. I'll say the HX Stomp is a really solid, affordable oh, yeah. system. Yeah. But, like, I'm excited about this as well. And out of the box, this has a, a fantastic reverb, and I really like the amp sounds in it. So there you go. There, Here's the clickbait title, The Truth. The Truth about the Tone Master Pro. Finally, you're getting it. It's It's fine. That's the truth. It's fine. Everyone who had these huge criticisms, they didn't have their hands on it and they made shit up because that's the internet. I think that titles might be pushing it for a podcast episode title. Whatever. I'll figure it. I'll find a way to shorten it. Tonemastertruth.com. Oh, that's a good title. <laughs> I like that title. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Because we went straight from new into the topic, we did not do the sponsor spot for String Joy. Got a box of signatures here. Ryan's got that box. Two boxes two of boxes. the Orbiters. String Joy strings. We got these. You know, somebody pointed out on a video, we always talk about like, oh, you can do all this crazy shit with String Joy, with the String Joy custom string thing. String Joy? String Joy. String Joys. Uh, goys and girls. Um, this with the string joy custom string, uh, custom builder pack builder. Now I'm getting tired. Uh, and somebody pointed out that I don't know if it was the main purpose of string joy out of the gate, but one of the big advantages is that also allows you to build, um, balance tension strings at like multiple gauges, right? So that's a thing a lot if you're looking for balance if you're looking for a good source for balance tension strings, string go string joy. This could be a really this good is, this is could a be a really good source for that. Top shelf episode. It's best, been a good episode. Best right? we've ever done. I'm not gonna say it's the best we've ever it done. It deserves an award, oh, a trophy. So use the link below to head on over to String Joy. And when you check, if you buy anything there. Use code HUM at checkout for 10% off. Yeah. Whew. And it's an affiliate link, so we get a little cut of that as well. So you help us out. And you're going to buy strings anyways, right? You need strings. You're watching a guitar podcast. This you need strings all the time. This last ad is $140. It's in a moon wild. This is also from Martin Scott Instruments. This was sent to us by Dave Santander. This was sent by Dave Santander. Things are like... I know there's some good ads this episode. I don't know who's going to win it yet, uh, but Dave Let, Santander is in the running. Let's get through this. This wild thing has been modified. I added some slime green pickups just to make it look a little more outrageous. The tone knob has been rewired, so it now acts as a spin-a-split 
dial for the quad rail bridge humbucker. <laughs> this allows you to fade out some of the aggression so you get more of a single coil tone. You got to fade out. Okay, if it's four coils, like if you fade out a quarter of the aggression, you've now got a triple bucker. And then if you fade out a little bit more, you've got a regular humbucker. You got to fade out 75% of the aggression to make it a single coil. Uh, far more useful than a standard tone pop. The guitar itself plays quite nicely. The neck is very smooth and delightful to run your hand along. Condition is immaculate. The scratch plate protective covering is still intact. This is a not quite Les Paul shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the quad rail is a double hot rail. P90, this this does look good. We've got all affordable guitars this episode. 140 plus shipping. It doesn't say how much the shipping would be. Uh, because it would have to figure out here. it would have to figure out where I was. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 matching green pickups on this yellow body with the black pick guard, like a moon should just sell it this way. This is sharp looking. It's exciting looking. This is what people should be doing with their cheap budget Amazon guitars. Is like doing fun aesthetic projects with it. I don't know what this guy's deal with is with this. Like he still has the plastic cover on the neck P90 as oh, you yeah. can see right here. So it's like he put it together, but did he play it? The, there's still the plastic cover on the pick guard too. <laughs> yeah. I see that as well. It's like, is this like some sort of flipping operation or did you, he did put it together and he's like, ah, never mind. I don't want well, it. Well, because he's got this and then he, that base actually has his, the, Martin Scott Instruments logo on the on the is this a Martin Scott as well? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So two of these are Martin Scotts. What a coincidence! Uh, the the Wee Rid bass was also a Martin Scott instrument. That's funny. Um, though this one, this you know, who knows? I, who knows where? He, I don't think I've ever spent any real time with a quad bucker. I I don't think I have either. And when I was screen grabbing this ad. I was realizing, because I, I, I saw the quad bucker and was like, oh, I bet that sounds like mud. And then I thought about it a second and I was like, I've never actually played one of those. Why is that thought in my head? Like, oh, it's from being on Harmony Central in the late 90s and early 2000s. And I was young and impressionable. And I just saw a bunch of people say that about the quad buckers that came in Kramer guitars back then. I've always heard they sound, I mean, it's a quad rail. So you take, I mean, how can it not sound like mud? But like. What if it doesn't? You already take a hot rail, which is like right. a 12K or whatever uh, single coil humbucker. And you slap another one on there. So you basically got like what? Like a 20K humbucker. You you think it's just going to be such high output that it's going to sound like crap. I want to see Gun Street uh, come out with a, some sort of switching system just for a quad bucker. I want to see Gun Street come out with a quad bucker. <laughs> I want to see Gun Street come out with a uh, octobucker. <laughs> i want a guitar that's got two schecter triple buckers in it i've actually i've i've always wanted to hear what like one rail wound as a single pickup would sound like like it has to sound like really bright and focused like a like a mega single coil like right? intentionally because i i think you can intentionally take, I, think I know you can take a, a mini a bucker rail. and you can split it you can coil split it no i want to see and hear a pickup there's just a single a single coil that is built around a hot rail bobbin, a single hot rail bobbin to make a single right, coil. Right. Because so not just a single 
coil-sized rail no, pickup. No, it's a half, a half single, half-sized single coil. Like I want to know what that would sound Someone's like. Someone's got to have that. It's got to be like super spaghetti western. That's I what I imagine in my head. I bet if you go to the right, like guitar, like kind of trade show sort of thing. Uh huh. I bet you could find one. Someone's got to have one in a guitar it, somewhere. They would look cool, like these little, like thin blade rails. You and you could mm-hmm. fit a ton of them across a guitar. Like you could put six of them, one for each string. If you put six of them, it would be the same magnetic pull as three mini buckers right or three hot rails which is a totally normal and standard thing to do but you could put them in different places across the neck uh, across the body you know and combine them in different ways creative uh switching systems and blending systems and whatnot i have no idea like the, the it sounds like you understand the blending system like it slowly blends out the coils I don't understand the blending I've system. never heard of that in my life, if that's how that works. Like, that I sounds was, incredible. I was making a joke because he said, this allows you to fade out some of the aggression. I was like, oh, yeah, like, full aggression is four pickups. And then that was a joke. Um, oh, excuse me. I wonder I wonder where you got the matching pickups. Like, because the, the, the green on that P90 matches the green on the quad bucker perfectly. There is uh there's a company, uh, I think Dragonfire Pickups, okay. uh, who I will say, because he's going to message me and be like, well, you should have said I said that uh, Snarky uh, is really into like looking at the Dragonfire website. Mm-hmm. So I know they do uh, colored bobbins for certain pickups. So this possibly could be one of them. I don't know that for sure. Hi, Snarky. <laughs> so... What did what was the price on this again? It was in the hundred. One forty eighty three. One forty eighty three. If you're if you're in the UK. I think that's a good price. I don't remember what these go for new. I wouldn't know what they go for new in the UK, but I feel like that is squarely new Amazonish mm. prices for these sorts of things. The Dragonfire ones are black rails. Those look better. So these and it's a twenty three K pickup. Holy hell. So <laughs> too much yeah i bet it sounds like mud so yeah it looks like there's not a clean amp on the on earth that's still clean after you hit it with you could just buy these kinds of pickups off of like yeah Dragonfire has some um a bunch of just amazon aliexpress it's a cool looking guitar it's a cool price i don't know someone go buy it so what do we think steve who's going to win the adventurers club We've got, uh, we've got uh, the puff paint. I already know what I'm voting for. We've got the moon that we just covered from David Santander. Yep. Uh, we have the puff paint uh, from Dave Santander. Yep. And then uh, the the weird bass, uh, which is sent by Dave Santander. At this point, it's anyone's game because I don't have a favorite picked yet. Picked yet. Oh, my favorite's definitely the puff paint. The puff paint is your favorite. We learned about the we learned a little bit about the band that's got their sticker on the back. Yeah, yeah. I think that was fun. Um, they were playing in a climbing gym. They were playing in a climbing gym. They're they playing in front of the Washington Monument. Did they? I liked the finish of that guitar. I just like that guitar overall. I like the puff paint one. That's, well, that's my pick. It's Dave Santander's lucky day because I'm I'm going to go with you. All right, sure. Uh, so you, you, you pulled me over the, 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 the tele, the puff paint telecaster gets it. Thanks everyone who sent us, uh, ads that we could use this week. Yeah. And thanks, congratulations uh, to Dave Santander. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for this puff paint that we'll be getting in touch with you, uh, to line. And so sorry to everyone. Digital gift card. So sorry to everyone that didn't win. Everyone so try that, entering, uh, send us more ads. 
Thanks. You can send as many ads as you want. If you didn't win this episode, you might win uh, in a future episode. Thanks to everyone not named Dave Santander, who was also in the running. Did you guys notice that we did three ads from Dave Santander? Don't pull back the curtain. (laughs) Oh, all right. The curtain was secure. This week's song. I pulled it back. This week's song. Uh, was sent by Kevin Esco. I mean, when you send good ads, we're going to show the good ads. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the song is called Another Time, guitar and vocal by Kevin Esco, drums by Jeff Jukes. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. No, that, that was an email. Oh, okay. It said thanks, signed Kevin. But I thought you were saying thank you, Kevin. Am I going to have to run inside again? That's what I had to do get to get an ad earlier. Oh, 
shines on everyone The shade hides me when I run When I run My blue guitar My whammy bar My hand is dying Another time, another time Another song yeah thanks kevin that sounded great yeah it's a little surfy a little gothy at the same time yeah, i like, like your deep voice i like the kazoo solos going on in was, the background do you think, what do you think that's really a kazoo that's what it sounded like to me i just thought it was like a really like buzzy buzzy fuzz, fuzz. a nice buzzy fuzz it might have been who can say kazoo guitar all right bye everybody stay grounded <laughs>